the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023, in the Gregorian calendar, and the 3rd of Sivan, 5783, in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. The Israeli Defense Forces, or IDF, demolished the West Bank apartment of a Palestinian man who carried out a terror attack in Tel Aviv in March. The attacker opened fire outside a cafe on Dizengoff Street in the center of the bustling city right at the start of the weekend, which here in Israel begins on Thursday night. The shooter killed Or Eshkar and injured two others. All three were on their way to a wedding. It was very tragic here. The IDF faced resistance from local Palestinian youth during the demolition in the town of Nilin, with calls made from mosques urging locals to gather at the attacker's home. Explosives and fireworks were thrown at the soldiers, but no injuries have been reported for the IDF. The demolition is part of Israel's policy of tearing down homes of Palestinians who have carried out terror attacks. The idea is to discourage others from following suit. The tactic, however, has been a topic of debate and criticized as collective punishment since oftentimes other members of the family rely on the housing unit. IDF Chief of Staff Herzi Halevi expressed concerns about Iran's nuclear advancement, stating Israel may have no choice but to attack in response. He highlighted Iran's developing strategy, intelligence, and funding, and suggested that Israel is paying attention to all of it. Halevi stressed the importance of being prepared for a multi-front war and states that Israel would strike its enemies on all fronts with greater force. He also called on the Haredi community to contribute more to the army in general and emphasized the need to keep the IDF apolitical. Halevi discussed the threat posed by Hezbollah in Lebanon. Halevi said Iran is involved in, quote, everything around us and with everyone who is against us. After facing delays, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has officially received an invitation to visit the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, in order to attend the COP28 climate summit in Dubai. The invitation was presented by UAE Ambassador to Israel Mohammed Al-Khaja and also extended to President Isaac Herzog. Netanyahu had initially planned to visit Abu Dhabi as his first foreign destination, but the trip was canceled after tensions arose over a visit to the Temple Mount by Israel's national security minister. The UAE's decision to postpone the visit was also influenced by concerns of Netanyahu using the platform to threaten Iran publicly. The COP28 climate summit is scheduled for the end of November and will host various foreign leaders, including Syrian President Bashar Assad. I covered the COP27 in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, and that was a great big experience. It was the first time that Israel had a pavilion at the climate conference. I do hope to cover COP28 in the next year so you can get your coverage directly from me. 
Turkey's National Intelligence Organization and the Istanbul Chief Public Prosecutor's Office reportedly uncovered and arrested a Mossad spy cell operating in Turkey. The investigation, which spanned one and a half years, revealed that cell had targeted a company and 23 individuals involved in commercial relations with Iran. The authorities discovered the cell after intercepting a threatening package sent to one of the targeted individuals. The leader of the cell was allegedly recruited by the Mossad to carry out the work. This incident follows a series of previous arrests of alleged Mossad agents in Turkey in recent years. It is true, however, that Turkish intelligence and the Mossad have joined forces in the past in order to accomplish important things. In September 2022, a Turkey Mossad operation saved Israeli lives. Tourists were in Turkey enjoying their time when Iranians were trying to kidnap several of those Israeli tourists and diplomats. Some of the Israelis who were being targeted were whisked away just moments before a hit team was about to get them. I want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. Thank you to all of you who are joining us on Patreon for the Israel Daily News Roundtable, which is a group I'm opening up. You can still join it. We have not done our May session. It's going to happen at the end of May. And I'm going to be opening up a group called the Israel Daily News Roundtable, which is a place where us Israel Daily News listeners are going to get a chance to discuss the news. With the latest updates, I'm sure that you all have questions and things that you want to talk about. If you have not signed up yet, go to patreon.com backslash Shanna Fold. This is a great way to support the Israel Daily News podcast. Thank you so much to all of you who financially support the Israel Daily News podcast each month with contributions. I would not be able to do this work without you. So thank you so much. If you are interested in making a monthly contribution to the Israel Daily News, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at israeldaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two ends in it and I'm very sensitive about that you can also find us on Twitter at Israel podcast CNN anchor Christian Amanpour issued a public apology on air for mistakenly referring to the murder of the D family as having been a shootout instead of a shooting Amanpour acknowledged her error and expressed remorse for any additional pain she caused quote-unquote Rabbi Leo D., the father and husband of the victims, initially rejected the apology, considering it too little too late. The Israeli consulate in Atlanta and Israel's foreign ministry are also working on filing complaints regarding the incident. What had happened was that the members of the D family were riding in their car when Palestinian men drove up and shot multiple rounds into the car, killing two young women and their mother. Two died on the spot, and the mother died just a couple of days later. It was not a shootout because there was only one side shooting. A Jewish burial site has been uncovered and unfortunately found to have been ruined by construction work in a northern Israeli town. Authorities noticed large mounds of dirt dug up and, upon further look, found the burial cave containing unique stone ossuaries. 
The operation was a joint affair with the Kafar Khanna Police Department and the Israel Antiquities Authority. An ossuary is a container for human bones, in case you didn't know. The owner of the land was also responsible for the construction and asked to remove the piles of dirt. And once those piles were removed, the ancient burial cave was discovered with nine burial mounds in it. To the surprise of the inspectors, at the entrance of the cave were three decorated stone ossuaries. They were empty and not in their original place, which made authorities suspicious that the burial grounds had actually been robbed of their antiquities. The ossuaries, which were used for secondary burial around 1,850 years ago after the Bar Kokhba revolt, featured intricate carvings. Now, I had to look up what a secondary burial is. I had never heard of a secondary burial. It happens after the primary funeral ceremony in which there might be more manipulation of the human remains. And this may include a second funeral ceremony as well, which is expected to alter the spiritual condition of the deceased. I've never heard of that. Have you? The cave had been extensively damaged by grave robbers who were carrying out construction work on the site. Construction work has been halted, suspects have been questioned, and the ancient remains were documented and removed to prevent further theft. The discovery of the ossuaries indicates the presence of a Jewish settlement in the area during that time. Damaging antiquities is a criminal offense in Israel, and the public is urged to report any suspicious activity in order to protect Israel's heritage and treasures. So fascinating, right? I think the coolest part about this story is getting to learn a little bit about the ancient Jews of this area and finding out that their burial traditions seem to be a little bit different than the ones that we might have today. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 19 degrees Celsius and a high of 27 degrees. That's 67 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 81 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up for that at IsraelDaily.News. I'm going to send you off with a song called Flying High by Erica Kroll, a popular Russian-Israeli DJ here in Israel. Enjoy her song and have a great and productive day.
butterfly. 